I'll, I'll cut all this out um, and put it at the front of the episode. Well, where yeah, it's nice. I fucking. <laughs> 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 We've got an exclusive this week, folks. <laughs> uh, Love it. Podcast is started. Hair's looking meh. Okay. What? What are you? What did you do? Well, same, when same. You, your haircut hasn't. Your hair, your hair hasn't changed. I actually, in actually, years. I actually legitimately did go to the haircut today. Uh, and you said, "Give me the usual." I said, "Give me the use," and that's what they gave. They're like, it's actually quite different. Just leave it. If you saw, if you saw me at nine fifty nine, versus at eleven fifty one when I walked out, you would have been shocked at the difference. I would like to be shocked by some difference with your appearance. I like it when you grow a thicker beard. I like it when you change. I mean, I would like you to change your hairstyle once actually, in a while. This is actually like, keep quite it fresh. A, this like is, I'm key. This is actually quite a radical shave as well. This is quite. This is quite quite low. It's quite clean shaving yeah. for me. I like the. I like the fuller. I'd like to see you go long hair, long beard. Okay. No pleasing you today. Look, I really thought this was going to be a startling new look for me. Um, but that's no, okay. I thought you were gonna go. Oof, you got you got that's <clears throat> tight. You did you? Are you going for the role of James Bond? Because you look sharp. You look like you've 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 shaved a little bit, but like in a Daniel Craigie kind of stubbly way. Your hair's tight and tidy. You're you're ready. Yeah. <clears throat> Except, look, apart looks aside, which you've obviously nailed. Mm-hmm. They're not going to give it to just another straight white guy. So it's true. I'm sorry, but it's true. The woke brigade, not right for the part. The broccoli family. They're just. Uh, they're going to have to. The next, the next Bond's going to be black trans woman. And I embrace um, it. <laughs> they, um, they, yeah. they, the, the, you, you don't care about Doctor Who, but Doctor Who has been around for fifty years and has Doctor been, Who. Yeah, Doctor Who has been around for fifty years. And Didn't they, it, well, it's a very, very old joke. Joke's generous. Um, the, uh, they've been 14 white men, 13 white men in a row. And then they cast a woman as the doctor this time, which is, you know, new and, and cool and everything. And then they uh, recently doubled down by making the next woman, the next doctor, a black woman. <laughs> and I just respect them going... To all the people who got through a tanty and, and said the doctor can't be a woman, that they they just doubled down. They're like, well, now she's a woman, and also she's black. If you keep pressing, it'll be black trans woman next, and then we'll we'll just keep ticking off minorities. Yeah, I mean, with something like Doctor Who, and I guess it's like the same as James Bond. Like these are fictional characters, so you can do a, the franchise with it, whatever you want. As long as you don't like make it so obvious that you're like it's Jane Bond, yeah, or call them James Bond, still, even though it's like a, a black different... woman. Um, well, they that do that. Have weird. you seen the latest Bond movie? No, is it out? Yeah, no time to die. We we only just got movies back here, so right? Of course, yeah. Anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's been out yeah. for a little while. Um, okay. Oh no, it's not spoiler town here, so don't worry if you haven't seen it, everyone. But they there is another 007 in the film. They he he's off he's done you know like so at the start of the movie it. he's on holidays and they're like okay 007 in you go and it's a black woman so it's not james bond 
But they gave the number, right? If you're not working there, that number is up for grabs. Is that at the end? No, it's right from the start. A hint for no. Oh, okay. It's like so they're setting up for something. Daniel Craig, that character is he's off the force. He's done. He's on retirement. It's over. And so they just gave the number to someone Mm. else. Like here's the new 007. It's like a black woman. You're like okay. That's fair. I mean, it's a number. It's not a character, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, like it doesn't matter and you I guess you gotta change with the times. But I also feel like like with these like Ghostbusters and Oceans Elevens, like all female recast, like just I mean, it's almost more insulting just to make it here it is again with women and it tanks at the box office. Just make better roles for women from the start. Like don't try and like give them you know, don't try and flip it and give them the you know building on existing franchises or existing stories just let's move forward by giving women better roles and and having all women casts you know bridesmaids yeah. is a great example of that the bridesmaids is one of the funniest movies in the last 15 20 years yeah i mean i, I agree but i also but I think, think that i think that would be funnier with i think for that example i think that, that specific example would be funnier with all men <laughs> that is yeah. that's that's the exception to the that's rule. The exception, it should be bridesmen. Bridesmen. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I. I don't know. I was open minded about the Ghostbusters thing because I. I sort of see it the same way I see a um, book adaptation, right? Like if if you go and see Harry Potter five or whatever, or you go and watch the Lord of the Rings movies. And it doesn't quite do it justice, or you, 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 you know, you watch the Netflix series and it doesn't live up to the book. The book's still there, like it doesn't change the fact that you had this thing previously. No. So I guess I'm the same way when it comes to that reboot thing or the recast. It can feel a little forced, and I think the Ghostbusters movie wasn't hugely successful. But I also don't care that they tried. Like the original Ghostbusters no. are there, and to be honest, they're like they're fine. It does. Like I don't know if it you've revisited take Ghostbusters away from the original. Exactly, but but then you but do you feel that about? Or maybe you just said this. Was your did you say Lord of the Rings? Before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it does it if they make a sequel to a movie that you love? Does it really take away anything? No, it doesn't. Like the movie still exists, but I guess it's like this feeling that they it was like this purity thing, like this was pure. And then the sequel kind of changes it. But then if you look at like The Lion King or Dumb and Dumber, um, they had sequels that were very, very smelly. And they those yeah, things still live on. Just, like yeah, exactly. everyone's just like The Lion it. King. And then it's like The Lion but, King But I mean, too. and like, the no other thing, like The Lion King 2. There was a Ghostbusters like TV show. That, it, it's already been franchised. So it doesn't really... Mm. Like there's a certain kind. That's why it feels a little bit misogynistic when you have people up in arms about the um, the Ghostbusters reboot because it's like, well, they've already kind of hoarded out anyway, right? Like, why is it this one that's that's the one that's really offensive? Well, it, it's, it's. I think it to me it just feels. In, I, mean, I mean, this is not the point that those people are making, but I to me it feels like insulting to women that they have to do like a ladies' version. Where the beauty of that movie, Ghostbusters, was the chemistry between three guys who were really good friends, came up with this idea themselves, 
I I might get the I might be getting the history of this completely wrong, but I thought it was like a SNL sketch. Maybe I think everything's it was created, an SNL sketch. Do. It was created by Dan Aykroyd though, uh, but like they the did way, they did a, a Ghostbusters TV show. They did in fact three Ghostbusters TV shows. Um, like it's not it's not some pure thing. There were video games and comic books and novels and pinball machines and things it's like uh, there is there is a whiff of like okay is your only issue with them commercializing this franchise or this ip when it comes back with women like were you not up in arms about think, the pinball machine and the tv is. show i don't think that's what it is i don't think it's the women thing it's not i don't think it's misogynist so if they did a new ghostbusters in 2016 which they, are. Which they have we, ghostbusters which, afterlife we, is that with Jason Reitman doing yeah. it? Yeah. Who is Ivan Reitman's son who yeah. did the original yeah. Ghostbusters. But like if if and and to be fair, they're not doing the same setup of like like it's it's sort of a oh, okay. Like it is set in the universe and it's sort of a sequel I think, but it's also that like the kids in this realm and like it's it's like tr- taking taking a stab at this world from a different angle, right? But if they had done the reboot in 2016, with a cast of four comedians, if it was basically Jumanji and it's like, here's The Rock, here's Kevin Hart, here's Jack Black, we're doing Ghostbusters again. I don't reckon people would have kicked up a, sh- you know, a shit about it, right? Like, not in the same way. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess, I mean, like, they did the same thing with Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the George Clooney one was a remake in itself. Yeah. Um, But I guess, like, when it just, like... S- when it just kind of reeks, when it just feels like complete pandering, then it's like that's come fair. On. Yeah, that's fair. If it if it feels like a cash grab, I think that's a justified kind of thing. But which which it was a cash grab because, as everyone knows, you have to pay women ten percent less. <laughs> yeah. So so they're just making more. <laughs> yeah. They're sell- selling less tickets though, nah. because who wants this? <laughs> Dumb. Oh, welcome to Deep Four, everyone. Another podcast, another week. We're in November. Can you believe it? I can't quite believe it, but I hope that you are doing well. This is a podcast we talk to each other through the means of Skype for the benefit of the children. Sitting through the internet with me, Michael. Hello. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Oh, wow. That's really touching. Um, Uh, I just kind of slipped out. Yeah. But I'll always remember it. Why did you stop so well, talking? I, well, I just thought that you were going to go somewhere. I was just giving you space. No. But no, you didn't have anything. To... No. So I'll, I'll, I'll... Has, has life, has things? In it's short? Good. Hello. In Sorry? In short. Keep Wearing it short. Shorts. Keep it snappy. Don't have all day. Um, yeah, it's good. I've had a, had a weird couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Moved house. Yeah. But, uh, you know... So we're going back to work full time. Yeah, like actually on site. Back so in the office, fun. doing lots of walking. Did I'm all feeling, of, feeling fit? Did all of your colleagues recognize you through the nice, very cryptic Nick through the glass? Um, 
It's funny that I'm like we be cryptic about my job when we only have seven listeners and they all they, they all, all know where it is. Friends with them and they all know where it is. <laughs> I guess I've, really I've just also just like... gone about telling everyone as well. Yeah, there are a lot of people here that do know. Yeah, um, you know they they didn't recognize me. No. no! <laughs> No, they didn't. You know, oh. you feel like you feel like you build a special bond with yeah. your colleagues. Yeah. And you feel like they they see you for as something special. Yeah. But they don't. You're just another guy. You're transient You're just another guy. guy. Staring at them all the time. But, yeah. Yeah, drinking mm-hmm. a coffee and making funny faces. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You get it. I get it. You've we all get it. Work. I've been to your work. Uh, and you? How are you? How are you? It feels very contrived. Tell it me. Feels like I, yeah. It feels insincere. It's like you don't actually want to know. I don't. But we're on it. I'm recording audio right now, so... <laughs> that's the name. more dead air corner. if I don't say anything. Yeah, that's fair. No, I'm doing pretty well. It's been seven or eight weeks now of straight writing um for good grief season two progressing at a fairly rapid pace we are now writing the sixth and final episode of the second season so that's probably a good 200 pages we've written now and still still going and and you know full-time skyping which is a bit draining but yeah not too bad really so that's like just you're writing drafts and then that goes into then you go into rewrites after that Absolutely. Yeah. So these are all first drafts and then we'll go back through and do another bunch of, of, uh, hopefully with fresh eyes, um, you know, just, uh, smoothing out some things that we've got notes on from the network and punching up some jokes and yeah, just try and make them as, as good as we can over the next month or six weeks or so. And then it'll have to be done. Wow. Theoretically we are filming I... in January. It, oh God. It happened so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I got to tell you this uh, uh, zinger that oh. was laid on me. This it relates to what we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So my my friend Dave Stewart, shout out to Dave. He we were talking the other day. We were talking about we were talking about starting up some project, and I was expressing some hesitancy with regards to his idea, <laughs> <laughs> and he came back to me viciously and said, "Yeah, fine." Or how about we just do this instead? We can uh, we can just start a podcast together and we'll just wait for the other guy to get famous. <laughs> referring to referring to you. Wow. Uh, with your good grief success. Well, so, thank you, Dave. That's that very burnt. flattering. Yeah. And that would yeah. have stung, I bet. No, I mean, for you. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was taken aback. He's not... He's not known as like a funny guy which made it worse in a way <laughs> yeah but he uh it stung. that's, that's like how it stung, you know it but in a way true. that i respected the joke so much yeah. that i was like I, I can't i have to respect this, this yeah that's hilarious but yeah i guess you're the famous guy of the podcast oh well <laughs> i've always thought of myself as the famous guy of the podcast so i haven't i haven't you've thought you were the i'll tell you that right now <laughs> I tell you that right now. We're just gonna have a bit of a ramble this FA. Eh? Nothing nothing I reckon, nothing, eh? Nothing. Yeah, eh? Hey, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Fake accent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um did you have something that you said you wanted to talk about death? 
which is a little bit morbid. But is that something you actually care about? Well, I've just been thinking about death a lot lately. And I thought, I wonder, you know, usually when I think about things a lot, I wonder if you've thought about them, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just wondered if you were afraid of dying or is death something that you think about a lot or are you worried are you are you are you scared in your day-to-day life that that some like you'll get into an accident or something do you think about death i mean i'm writing a tv show called good grief that's set in a funeral home and i do that Mm -hmm. eight to ten hours a day five days a week so i would say it comes up yeah um <laughs> yeah but do you really do you really think about it happening to you i do think and about also it. does the writing of the television show make it like just like you get a dissociation with it at that point as well no because it is so abstract like to be honest that when you're writing it in a in the tv show context you are seeing it through a lens of story and of jokes so it's not like you're definitely thinking about it because you're thinking through very specific aspects right. of characters. it characters character yeah. stuff you're writing characters who've lost something you're trying to work out what their motivations are you're trying to work out the way they're responding to grief you're trying to work out what they might have prepared or planned or wanted and all of that is very granular sort of things like what kind mm-hmm. of funeral do you want would they want to be embalmed would they want to be buried would they want to be cremated like those are all very death related questions but it's not it, it, it is it, it it's abstract as i was saying and so you can't help sometimes but bring your own, you know, considerations to those kind of questions and those kind of characters and, and vice versa. When you're talking about those sort of things, you can't help but then think about it yourself as it relates to your own life. But So what do you think about? I mean, I do, you know, I it, it does, I am afraid of dying, but... I'm afraid of dying now. Like, I think conceptually I'm okay with the dying at, like, age 85. But I don't want to... I'm not right. ready to go now, so that side scares me. Like, because it is random out there, and I don't want to, like, get hit by a car or find out I have a disease or something like that. Because I've there's a lot that I'd like to still do. So that part right. I do think about. And then other stuff, like... But I, is I, it, I, but I, is, sorry, I'll go. But is it the... Is it, is it the fear of... Did you say, sorry, I'll go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is it the fear of not being around anymore? Or is it the fear of something bad happening? Sorry. Are you, are you, are saying, you afraid of pain? Well, yeah. I'm are you afraid a, of no, pain or are you afraid of not no, being around? It's this, it is more the latter. It's more the not being yeah. around. Like it's There is the existential horror side of it where it's like, what does it even mean to not be consciousness anymore? And that, that is yeah. still kind of deep and trippy um, and, and unsettling. But the, um, the, the, uh, the sort of practical stuff that comes out of it is I've thought for a while, like, oh, I should really have a will by now, shouldn't I? Like, I should probably have a will now that I'm in my 30s and vaguely have assets and, you know, goals and that sort of stuff. So those kind of things. Well, you've, you've got a KC, so I don't, I don't know why you're hung up on the name thing. All right. 
Just insert some crickets. Okay, cool. I'll, um, or a tumbleweed. I actually have both of those sound effects already saved from previous. Just layer them. Layer them. <laughs> Harmony. <laughs> from previous. From previous failures. <laughs> okay, mister. Um, and I'll put in a clown horn as well. Just for like. Just, <laughs> why, just not? For why not? No, if we're doing sound effects, you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> But the whole board. <laughs> I don't know why That's I need to keep good. it. Yeah, I don't need to. Tignataro does an amazing clown horn. Have you That's seen that? Funny. It's very good. It's it, it is uh, it is truly incredible to to hear how accurate a clown horn Tignataro's clown horn is. I gotta say, I do love the Tignataro. She's, She's fantastic. very funny. She's great. She really gels with my sensibilities. Yeah, She's I need funny. to watch uh, one Mi- one Mississippi, which was her um, her sort of better things, her own s- semi drama comedy kind of uh, series. But I haven't got around to it. Oh, okay. Um. So yes, tell me what about you? Do you think about the death side of it very much? Literally, think about death every day. I I just think about I'm constantly aware of the fact that life is precious. I mean, everyone everyone kind of knows that, but I don't think people really understand it. Like the way we act in our day to day lives does not line up with the actual absurdity of life. The actual absurdity of the fact that out of all of time from the big bang even before the big bang why not till infinity the other way what are the chances that you and i right now are having a, this conversation it just boggles my mind i can't i literally can cannot get over it i mean i know that our brains can't aren't built to process vast periods of time yeah or even an infinity but infinity in my head is roughly like a million do you know what i mean like when 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 we talk about infinity i'm just vaguely thinking that's around a million (laughs) just so that that means you're that means you're smart because for me it's like one hundred fifty thousand. yeah right beyond that point i'm like i don't know uh, where does it go next that's 160,000. yeah but then I also think about, you know, what about, what could I, what if I was a, like a lesser quote unquote being? What if I was a squirrel? What if I was an ant? And I can't wrap my head around the fact that we ha- we are separate entities of consciousness and we're existing at the same time. Like I, 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 I just fall back on this idea that if I'm, I can't fathom not being around, as no one really can. But I keep thinking about, what if I was like a, 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 a squirrel, and that my life is just being a squirrel, and my life sucks. Like you're stuck in a dead end I, job, you're going home <laughs> to a wife that doesn't love you. Yeah, like uh, I mean, a squirrel is a metaphor for a man. <laughs> <laughs> Who's just squirreling things away for yeah. a, for a, a rainy day? But I know it's like a it's a 
it's a it's a, a thought that doesn't is never going to go anywhere because it's not true. It's not true that you can transfer consciousness. But I just I don't know it just it just fucks me up sometimes. I just, I think I think I spend way too much time thinking about it. Someone I I think someone tweeted the other day, and this was an image that I really liked, that you're a brain piloting a skeleton mech suit with meat armor like you're only in your head right but you're just like steering this steering the bones around with your meat padding and yeah that's a kind of um low rent deep stoner thoughts that we like to bring to the deep four podcast i love it here's the other thing i love these um i love looking at old photos now of places that i've been and there's like a facebook group that i love called adelaide then and now and it has old photographs of what's that a your house earthquake that's one of those classic christchurch earthquakes i think that's fireworks because it's guy Fawkes night tomorrow happy so new year so it sounds like fireworks i was t- talking saying about uh, before i was rudely interrupted by guy Fawkes fireworks um, that I love these photos of places that I've been in Adelaide. Did, oh my God, you just swallowed a yawn. <laughs> I saw it, dude. You swallowed a yawn. I did. It wasn't intentional. It was you trying to be polite. A yawn. Next time I'll say, what's that? So you turn around. I would have turned around. <laughs> um, Adelaide then and now. Yes, Adelaide then and now. And it shows photos of... Places that I, you know, like the the photos of King William Road in like 1860. And I think I love those photos so much because it reminds me that people were here in the spot that I, you know, have been in or I am in. People were here and to them, their lives, you know, you feel like your life will just go on forever. Like we're in our 30s now. We just feel like, you know, we've had, we have memories of our childhood, but then we think about being 80 years old and it feels so far away. It feels like almost not real that it will happen, but it will happen. And it's happened to everyone ever in history. And people have thought the same thing that we have thought, well, that I have thought that they've been in their thirties, but it's been 1860 and they thought, I'm a young, you know, whippersnapper. Ugh, I don't know what they said. What is a whippersnapper? <laughs> I don't know. I also think that if you go back far enough, some people in their 30s would be like, well, I lived a long and prosperous life. <laughs> I once, But they still talked like they were in the 80s. I once <laughs> ate an apple and that was wonderful. I truly have been blessed. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's a good point. Like people didn't. I mean, if you lived to 50, you had a very good life. So I guess your your expectations for life were significantly lower. And maybe that's part of the equation here. But I, I just, I just, I am constantly thinking about the past. I'm constantly thinking about people standing where I was standing and being reminded constantly of the, that life is finite Am I doing anything about it? No. But what <laughs> I mean, can you do? I mean, I, are you crazy? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can you can live 
life to the fullest. And what does that mean? You can do things now. You can... I don't want to go into what I was about to go into there, but it was going to be like a one of those Instagram... Yeah, live, love, you know, love. Graphics. But seriously, dude, there's some truth to that. You know, <laughs> live now, laugh live. now, love now. Yeah. You know, dude? Yeah, absolutely. I'm being serious, but I'm joking. Buy a, um, a zoodle maker and really just get into zoodles. Okay, we're joking, but Nick, we have, okay, 80 years on this planet. We have 80 years, maybe we have 100 years, let's say 80 years of consciousness. And before then we had no consciousness and after we have no consciousness. Out of all of the time ever, the way we act now does not match up with how how ridiculous and how precious this consciousness is. If we if we lived our lives and then we died and then we got woken up for one day by Allah. Robot Jesus. Say, oh, Allah, yeah. Allah turns out Allah was it the was right Allah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh. I bet not everyone would be surprised. Apart from Muslims, obviously. <laughs> Christians would have been like, what? What? And Buddha. <laughs> Buddha would have been chill with it, to be honest. Buddha would be like, yeah, sure. good for him. No, Buddha would have been chill, but, chill, but uh, you know. What if it was Scientology? And you're like, fuck, the volcano? Oh, yeah. Jesus. And L. Ron Hubbard's face just appears at the pearly gates. <laughs> you're like, what? Oh, oh, my God. This seemed so unlikely. Tom Cruise dies, but then it's just Tom Cruise, like in the Wizard of Oz style with his face. Just going, <laughs> um, oh, what was I saying? Imagine if Doesn't you were matter. woken up for one day. Oh, thank you. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Um, imagine if you just lived your life and then at some point in the future, everyone gets woken up day one gets woken up one for one day and you get to just reflect you get to really reflect on the fact that you died because that's the other thing you don't realize. I mean, maybe if you have a really long strong, strong, like drawn out death, strong you realize out. that you're dying. I don't know why I said strong. It felt right at the time. <laughs> Strung out and you drawn really... out. And you said strong out. Sean out. Sean out death. Out. If that's when Sean comes then... and stabs us with a knife. Yeah, which he will if we don't pay him for those we graphics. Don't, we don't. Yeah. Um, when we make some money off this podcast, we'll pay him. Okay. <laughs> um, but if you have like a really long, shorn out death, then maybe you realize that death is coming to you. But for for a lot of people, you death just comes and then you're just like, you're out. You don't even get to appreciate the fact that you're dead. Yeah. Well, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. But everyone else around you knows. So you don't actually get to fully take in the important... You don't feel like get to take in the, the context of life because life is ripped away from you for a lot of people. Well, that's the thing with funerals as well, right? Funerals are for the living. The person that's dead doesn't mean anything to them, right? Like you're not, yeah. you're not there for it. Unless you do something like record a video message 
to be played at your funeral or something and then you sort of like huh, yeah okay i get something from that but only when i'm alive it doesn't mean anything sure. afterwards so that's you know no, it's it that part of that process right and that's the funny thing about cemeteries like cemeteries are a kind of a waste of space i mean they're just they're, they're there's nothing there for for that and they, and we we what we do is we take something that is meant to be a natural process which is like decomposition which basically the earth takes back the earth takes your molecules back your atoms back right and then instead of letting that happen what we do is we plant concrete on top of it to make sure we have something forever well the biggest and then that just the takes up problem space. is embalming embalming is like that fluid you're basically dumping chemicals into the ground right like that's Who's been embalmed since the pyramids? Everyone. Do people get embalmed? Everyone gets embalmed. What's embalming? I have yeah. no idea. Embalming is that being take... mum? Is that is that is that where no. they wrap you up in uh, <laughs> no, you're thinking cloth of... and put you underneath a pyramid? You're thinking of vampires, um, sucking blood, ah yeah, turning into bats. Um, the ah uh, no embalming is where they drain your fluids out of the the corpse and and put it in sort of like a, a stabilizing fluid instead so that it can remain vaguely intact. So if basically huh. within, like, depends on what you died of, how what the person's weight was, what the climate is, or a whole variety of factors. But if you just die, you could start decomposing sort of within three hours. And by about really? three days, you kind of like you know shit's shit's happening you, you can't you, you'd wow. you, yeah you won't be holding together very well um so if right. you have things like um funerals on the weekend or that you need time for or you want to mourn the body like one of your religious rites or um cultural ceremonies involves sitting with the dead person in a room for a few days then they need to be embalmed so that that they're basically intact um and, and that grieving but then how long does that embalming keep for i'm not sure how long the embalming holds it off for but effectively you're but it's taking... like a couple of weeks yeah and it also it depends on like refrigeration and that sort of stuff as well that doesn't mm. stop it and it like you can't refrigerate someone forever and and still stop decomposition it will happen but yeah so mm. Yeah, that, that, that again is more about the living. So if it's like, well, I can't do the funeral in two days because, um, you know, I've got an uncle coming from overseas, well, then they've got to be embalmed. Yeah, but it, it, that's interesting because we the, the actual tombstone, we have like some connection with the space that we feel like the body is in. But for most yeah. of these bodies in cemeteries, there's nothing there even resembling... The person that was that you're like grieving after, so it's just kind of dumb. But that, but that person, that person's remains are there, right? Like if you go to visit it, that is where what was them now is, right? Like you can understand why people sure. go to that spot. Sure. Sure. I, do, I mean, I do. I'm not Even though that, we, I'm we, not actually we acknowledge done, that it's not like a consciousness. Um, but you, I'm just it's saying still in the them. future, in the future, when space inevitably becomes more precious and as you know, the popula- populations grow and as we 
civil like societies expand outwards that i feel like uh, cemeteries are going to be one of the one of the first things to kind of go we're going to be like okay let's work out another more efficient way to deal with this maybe stack up you know instead of leaving some valuable space by the way most cemeteries that i've ever seen have been in like close proximity to the city center so it's like prime real estate but here's the thing like i think cemeteries if they weren't cemeteries would still be parks right like there is something to be said for green space in a in a suburb and in a in a community and and even if it's Mm. like a a real estate that could be used i don't think it all just would be immediately snapped up for for housing or construction right because otherwise you just have endless monotonous buildings so i i feel like Mm. i feel like it is still sort of a a green space purpose there as well okay what's the book so i actually got i actually got a book when we were writing the first season of good grief called death and dying in new zealand which is not always the cheeriest read but an absolutely fascinating read um, and it's basically a collection of small um, essays um, from a whole bunch of different people with um, different uh, angles on funerals and death so there's someone from a cemetery manager there's one from an architect who designs funeral homes people from palliative care doctors who are dealing with the um you know people with terminal illnesses a coffin club people that make their own coffins funeral directors um like a mari funeral expert coroners talking about what they discover in bodies and um social workers and journalists and grief experts and all kinds of things and just a whole bunch of little um essays about it all and it is really well as it sort of says on the on the, on the back cover here we will all die yet we don't talk about death and dying very much currently and for the most part a small group of people manage death for us behind closed doors we're increasingly unlikely to know what options are available to us and those we care about so how do we prepare are our collective and individual needs being met um, and one of them here is spaceland and the city right like what do you do what to say Oh, I mean, I'm not going to read a full, full essay out to you, but talking about the, read the whole essay. I'm not. It's it's many many pages, <laughs> but talking about the the needs for, what do you do when you have eight billion people? Where do you put them all? What do you do with it? Things like eco options. Can can we like one of the upcoming technologies is dissolution? Like, can you dissolve people into like a liquid rather than burn them, which is very carbon intensive? or bury mm. them which is very space intensive and one of the challenges that they're having is people don't like the idea of being turned into sludge even though it's no different to being burnt or no different to being buried no. there's a there's a conceptual hang up when it comes to mm, make me like a soft jelly and then like flush me away <laughs> people people don't like there's, that no vibe. one likes slimy things no so, but that is probably the most eco-friendly option coming in the future, right? So interesting. So it, it's a very interesting book, um, and I don't know how really accessible it will be to anyone listening. But I suppose if you're here in New Zealand, I can lend it to you. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting um, discussion out there, sort of in the margins about these kind of topics. But as you say, it's just still kind of taboo. Um, yeah, it's kind of like death is kind of like shitting. Like everyone needs to do it, 
but no one likes to oh, talk about no, it openly until it when it comes to it. I, I love it talking good, about shit. Something. Nah. I, th- honestly, like 80% serious? of our conversations on the Good Grief Skype are just talking about what kind of poo we just did. Are you, are you, is this is this real? 100% real. Oh, God. I can't stand it. Can't That's stand where you're squeamish? I'm squeamish with blood. Any sort of bodily thing, I'm out. But you're happy to talk about the existentialism of our like meaningless existence in the blip of the universe and how we're all going to die and we don't know anything about it. But if I say, I did a really nice poo earlier today. Get out of here. God, he's he's retching. He's he's lent away from the microphone. Yeah. I retch, dude. I retch. I, I also, you may not know this about me, but I faint when I see blood. Interesting. I'm a fainter. You're a fainter? I fainted four separate times on the sight of blood. Wow. I what, know. But not like that much. Like it doesn't take like it doesn't take like a, a serious no. injury. Like it can be a little. Okay, both times. Okay, so two times it's been when I've had a blood test. Okay. Or I've had seen someone else get a blood test, and the other time it's been like uh, other times it's been someone when someone's been injured and gotten lacerated. Jesus. Not by me. Can you hear those fireworks? It must be literally. I can. This right next door. Oh, nice. I can see it. It's fucking flashing on my. Well, could be gunshots. Yard. It could be gunshots. I'm gonna close that window again. Um, it's gonna make a really bad joke there, but I won't. Yeah, you're gonna say Alec Baldwin's around the corner. Oh, that would have been good too. How crazy is that? It's so fucking sad. So sad, but also he's like not handling it well. Like in the sense that from a publicity perspective, he's like re- he's like actively retweeting articles that are absolving him of blame and posting things on Instagram that are like, you know, uh, going in defense of the producers and stuff i'm like dude lay low don't say anything he, wait he's defending when it comes the out with the investigation he was he was one of the that's producers. what i mean but like he's feeling like he needs to come out and wow he's like posting things saying that he's like reposting posts of other people uh that are saying you know there was no problems on the set blah 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 it's like just and he gave like a like a weird like pop up press conference on the side of the road in yeah. Vermont. Yeah. And his and his wife was like getting up in everyone's grill and filming the people asking questions. I'm like, what are you doing? Where is your publicist? Yeah, I mean I, anyway. I am sympathetic because I have to imagine the kind of burden, the psychological burden of that of being responsible for someone's Absolutely. death. It has to be crazy. But, but at the same time, no I think one you're is right. blaming him, though. No, everyone, the, 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 everyone's on his side. Everyone's kind yeah. of. I haven't seen any blame on him. Everyone's I'm just, just saying that I, 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 I'm not surprised if he's not handling it perfectly. <laughs> you know, like I don't think you've really got the objectivity in that sure. moment, do you? Sure. I mean, I mean, imagine that. Imagine thinking it was a rehearsal. Imagine just. Thinking you're just going through the motions of a character, what you have to do in yeah. the scene, and then all of a sudden, wait, and, and and the and the psychological, like the the brain freeze and malfunction of going, wait, what is happening when someone actually screams? Like on a movie set as well, 
where people are acting and and reenacting and and creating fake moments of reality for one of them to then turn into horrific reality i can't even imagine yeah no it is it's just very sad really uh, i i imagine there will be public declarations as to what happened in the ensuing months but it certainly oh, yeah. feels like because there's been a vacuum when it comes to that kind of news there's been space for all the speculation and the and the stuff to 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 churn because there hasn't been an answer right mm. yeah um um all right and we solved death well we've we've fixed it um there you go I was just going to quickly ask you what if you had any thoughts about what you wanted to be cremated or sludged. Yeah, cremate me. You were dead. Yeah, cremate me. Yeah, I don't need to be buried. I don't think anyone that's um. Oh God, those fireworks are so loud. Um, it's fine, dude. It's just it's a bit disconcerting. <laughs> they must be. Like, I can hear them. Yeah, they 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 really they're. they're lighting up the whole street like they must be immediately above us jeez yeah you can really hear them yeah yeah cremate me yeah i don't really yeah okay that's all good um i mean you're gonna die before me so i I uh... think i think historically we've said that that is not likely to be the case i think i'm gonna be one of those guys that just skirts through and it's like, oh, you smoke, you drank, you um, you skydived. Yeah. You lived your best life. And yet, you you still and yet you still live to a hundred. Yeah. And Nick died at thirty-five. Oh, that's oh. really. So- <laughs> that's guess, very. Guess how he died. Uh, rhino accident. Teasing a rhino. Yeah. I mean, it's good to and know. And how many times have I told you not to tease rhinos? Yeah, I, I guess I just want to see 30 how, times. How close can I get? How many times can I pull uh, on their tail? You'll, you'll go, find out soon oh, enough, eh? Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, total total tange. Mm. Uh, tangerine. We got well, we got a few we got a few tangents here. We're rambly, but do you have anything to say on Facebook? There's been a bit. There's been a bit of talk lately about the Facebook name change, the Zuck kind of dead eyes, um, and then also like all the stuff about the algorithm. Do you know anything about um, this? I I know that they changed their name to Meta, and I heard some talk about them. I don't know, creating this. It, uh, like creating some universe that was they're going to take it to the next level Metaverse, which kind of confuses yeah. me because it feels like everyone's jumping off the facebook bandwagon so i'm thinking is this like a last ditch you know attempt for survival i mean i have no idea i can't watch the guy the guy mark zuckerberg when i see a video of his face yeah i'm just like it's like what's that what's that um uh uh polar express phenomenon that yeah you yeah know? yeah um the uncanny valley the uncanny valley it's like he's kind of human yeah and kind of not and i can't look away I, yeah I he's kind of he's it. got this kind of like stiff robotic plasticity 
where like he's got dead eyes and and like a slightly awkward haircut and it just seems like he's not quite human. I know he's exactly not, what though. you mean. He's not human. And yeah. I can't look at him for that fact, but I yeah. I sent so you a I sent that? you a video which I might link in this chapter title um, of of a real slowed down version from that product announcement where he's trying to be human and then smile and then it like his brain malfunction and and it just drops to this <laughs> like a dead face um and it's both hilarious and creepy as fuck yeah and yet that's you the met, take you, they do you used. ever wonder like do you ever wonder what he would be like if he wasn't a billionaire like would he still be the same freak he would have been arrested and i he would have like crept into a a shower and like spied on a woman and then been arrested and sent no, to prison. He wouldn't. Facebook no, was one of the hottest girls on campus. You can't say he didn't have problematic tendencies. Look, he should have kept it at that. That's a beaut- that's a simple great idea. Hot or not. Hot or not. Everyone's on board with that. We're doing that we're doing that with everyday life. Yeah. You know, we're doing that with new idea. <laughs> I mean, he just he, he could found have, a way he to... could own new idea right now. I know. Um, but yeah, he's I can't look at him. So I haven't been really paying attention to it. Yeah, that's all right. Um Isn't it funny that now Facebook is like kind of like more of a boomer's uh, yeah. social media? Because people yeah, I mean, do you use Facebook? I don't really use it. Uh yeah, I mean I've gone off it. I don't really post anything. I, I it's more about Messenger. Like I use Messenger a lot to keep in touch with people, but like I don't really get much from the Facebook app that is of real interest. No, because it used to be for me news. Yeah, but then they, uh, you know, in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, yeah. but but then like Twitter is way better at that for for one thing. But then also Facebook, just like if you look at Facebook for news, it will just give you like a news article that's three days old. One that's four days old. One that was from 30 minutes ago. It was like, what are you... Like, there is no rhyme or... It seems to be no rhyme or reason Yeah. to what you're providing me. Like, am I, I'm here for the news and you're giving me articles from three days ago. Well, that was the thing about the algorithm that came out because there's been whistleblowers talking about it. And, and the memo that came out a week or two ago was uh, like Facebook admitting that core parts of its platform were hardwired to spread misinformation and divisive content because it, that's the kind of thing which would propagate and it basically let hate speech and misinformation grow on the platform because the basic functions of Facebook were not neutral. It was huh. it was all about engagement and, and getting right. like comments and that kind of stuff. So the vitality, the recommendations, the optimizing for engagement are like a significant reason why all the negative and misinformation and that kind of thing flourished and, and caused all of those pro- problems during the sort of the Trump administration era. Um, but yeah, it's also a reason why I think sometimes you get three day old articles pop up because they're the ones that are having comments on it or they're the ones which are, I don't know, right. working properly, like according to their fucked up algorithm. But it, it, they're, they're yeah. in a very tricky sort of regulatory position at the moment. Um, so the rebrand sort of does make sense because it's not changing Facebook. It's just saying the company that was called Facebook that made the app Facebook 
is now a different named company and Facebook's just one part of their portfolio. So, like, I do get it. Yeah. Um, what, the rebranding? Yeah, I, I, I do get... I, I mean, I don't think Meta's a great name, but I do understand why they are basically demoting it from being the figurehead to a core part of their services in the way that Google failed but tried to do the same thing. And so there's like Alphabet, which owns Google, which owns YouTube, which owns, you know, all those kind of different apps. And they sit beneath a a subservient overarching brand. Um, So I I think they're just trying to do the same thing. does Joe Blow know these names? Does does it make any difference to... No, the, the but they don't care about the average person. So the, what they're they're doing this for investors, and they're doing this for politicians, basically. So it, it's it's oh, okay. it's for it's to say, okay, we as Meta, we are going to invest in virtual reality and and conferencing and and the Oculus Quest and and all of these other sort of moonshot ideas, and we're going to experiment in new places. And isn't that exciting? You know back us there while still keeping Mm. Facebook as its own brand within that company. Um, And in the same way, I think they want to be able to separate from a regulatory perspective so that like there's a lot of US investigation into these big tech companies at the moment, like Apple and Google and Amazon and and, uh, Facebook is one of them. And I think they because there's all of this investigation into what their algorithm has been surfacing and the ways that people have manipulated that data and used it to micro-target people and, uh, you know, spread misinformation and that sort of thing, that they want to be able to separate their overarching brand with all of its subsidiaries, including Instagram and WhatsApp and everything, from the problems of Facebook, the platform, so that they can maybe escape some of that heat or, or show that they're trying to up their regulations of, or, you know, their um, moderation and that kind of thing of, of those bad actors on their platform. Yeah, well, it seems like somewhat of a temporary solution. Um, like, it'd be interesting to see in 10 years' time what is the social media landscape looking like. I don't, I don't think there'll Facebook be... Facebook and Instagram? Well, I just don't think there's space for any new upstarts to come in. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's wrong. TikTok appeared out of nowhere, but um, Apple and Google and well, not Apple because they're not in that space, but Facebook and Google, um, they have the the means now to buy out anyone whose technology is good or who seems like it could be a competitor. So they shouldn't really have been allowed to buy Instagram, but they were allowed, and and that's no. paid off marvelously for them. Mm. Joe Rogan got confused this week. He gets confused a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he um, he uh, he leapt on an ad about the COVID vaccine rollout in Australia as an example of the dictatorship that we're all living in down here, only to discover it was actually a satire made for the ABC ad program Gruen. It is funny how the US especially is viewing or has viewed the lockdowns here and the way we've handled COVID. They, they, they protesting in the streets of New York for Australia. Really? You know, have you seen this? There no. were protests in New York to save Australia. Wow. From tyranny. Like in the U S they, they think that we're like being 
placed under some sort of authoritarian regime. But that's that's just the the sort of misinformation of the conservative news channels, right? Like they've all got that from some figurehead. Well, they, what they what they were doing was they were circulating. It's like when Sydney's lockdown happened, they got some of the army to help. Um, it wasn't to help enforce the lockdown, but it was to help. They 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 used various. Uh, they help in various ways, but it was kind of spun in the U.S. media, in some of the U.S. media, as that uh, the Sydney government has in is using the army now to enforce lockdown, yeah, and basically to tell people to get back in their houses and stuff, which wasn't the case. They were helping with uh, vaccine clinics and testing clinics and things like that. Yeah, and I'm sure some of it was maybe patrolling the streets, but it wasn't like. You know, we were, they were b- yeah. bashing but that, that's the kind of imagery houses. that those conservatives over there really get riled up by right like the idea of that hmm. constitutional right to bear arms is in case the the federal government comes for you right yeah has Jacinda been under fire lately for something she's uh she's been a little bit has she stopped she's stopped people coming to her press conferences or something Oh, I'm not sure about that. It's possible. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a bit out of out of touch with it at the moment. Um, I think there's been criticisms. As... I'm out of touch. You're out of touch. Was that good? I don't know the song, it so but it felt like you were into it. Don't be dumb, mother night. I'm out of touch. I I, I don't know the song, Nick's but it feels out of touch. Yeah. I thought you were going to jump in. Yeah, because I, 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 like I said, I don't know the song or the lines or when to come in. You don't know, um, I'm out of touch. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I know you were that, right. Yeah, uh, is that the same song? The 80s were, were a simpler time, weren't they? When yeah. they could just have belters like that. Yeah. Just pounding out simple lyrics. Back when the sax was a thing. Yeah, remember when the sax got de-invented? De-invented. It got invented. It got invented in the late uh, four, 1940s, I believe. And then it got de-invented in uh, the 19, 1996. Right. No, because I, I, yeah. I guess I haven't seen one since then. So you're probably right. I, I think it's uninvented. 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 Yeah. Disinvented. Yeah. So the sax no longer exists. Yeah, it's one of those Which things like crazy the dodo that you only about. see in textbooks. You you sort of like you're studying yeah, at school and you're it like, became oh, extinct. Whoa. Look at like a, it's like a, a curvy trumpet. Weird. Me, miss Mr Mr. Thompson, what's this? Well that's a saxophone, a son. Saxophone? What's a saxophone? It's like a sort of like an extension like of a, a man's penis, but they sort of blow into it and, well, I guess it's just sort of the same thing, really, isn't it? Just swing it around. Can I blow your saxophone? <laughs> Son, I'd, I'd like to blow a saxophone. Well, there are places you can go to uh, where that kind of thing's allowed, but I'd say... <laughs> can we go someplace quiet? <laughs> I like the idea of pedophilia, but it's not pedophilia because... <laughs> There's the a Michael, hitting on the adult. There's a there's a quote for the ages from Michael. Michael Zabrecki, 2021. I like the idea of pedophilia. <laughs> uh, 
we should we should leave that, that leave that as it was. It was in context. There was some was context, context. There, but I don't think we need to go through it. Uh, yeah, what about when the child hits the on the adult? You never hear about that. You never hear about it. Um, <laughs> talked about last week. Didn't end up doing it, so I feel like it is now overdue. Michael, let's do a celeb net worth. Um, we sing this jingle, don't we? I think we do. Yeah. All right, let me just sing it in my head, and then I'll get the tempo, and then I count us in. Okay. Last time you counted us in, you counted in at a tempo very different to what it needed to be. No, this is the right tempo. One, two, three, four. Celebrity net worth. Celebrity net worth. How much was it worth? I forgot the jingle. That's all right. You, you, I, you, you went for a higher. I went for a lower. I think it'll still mash together nicely. Nice. This is a self-explanatory game. Let's we're just fire celebrity names back and forth and guess how much they're worth and then verify it in the only way that we know how by typing it into Google. Yep. Okay. You, you want to start us off? Throw one at me. I'll start us off. Okay. Flavor of the month. Uh-oh. Everyone loves him. Uh-oh. From... From women to men, from teenage girls to teenage boys. Mm. I, I don't know why you struggled to remember what word you were looking for there. You're saying Timothy Chalamet. How did you know that? I knew it. It's the flavor of the month. That? He's the flavor of the month. He is. I mean, do you love do you love the Chalamet? I got no idea why he's popular. No, nah, I don't get it. You don't get it? No. Nah. I get it. No. Nah. I, I haven't seen I him it. in June. I haven't seen June, so I don't know. Maybe that was where I'll be won over. But you, but you didn't like call me by your name. I because didn't. You're homophobic. Because yeah. I, I don't like the idea okay, so of that's two the men other kissing. reason you would. Yeah. Are they, both of those guys straight? Well, ha- Amy Hammer. Uh, like fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where's <laughs> he gone? Oh, I where's, go, he yeah, gone? where's he gone? What's he been up to? Um. So you don't like the Shamalamas? That's interesting. I'm open but to liking you know him. What? I just haven't been. I haven't. I haven't found. He hasn't. I haven't found the role f- f- for him that I responded to. I mean, he's in the new West End, so yeah. Look, uh, l- look, I feel like that's going to be it. That's where I'll get on the train. Yeah, yeah, but it is interesting about Shammers that he's like. I, I like believe the the affectionate name him. is is Lele. Shamalele. Yeah, we, or you just you just you skip just, to you Lele. just call out you call him Lele. That's the truth. Okay. I think with Lele's... You sounded very yeah. believable. I, yeah, well done. Awesome. I think with Lele's that he's like... He has universal appeal to women, specifically. <laughs> specifically, his universal appeal is with within women and within... An within women. Of about, of about 14 to 65. Uh-huh. I feel like he's attracted... All of women, all in that category, are attracted to Timothy Chalamet, which I think is an um, an incredible, incredible achievement. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a dynamic spectrum. He's a four quadrant hit. He's and he's also talk. He's in, you know, he's talking. It, to, he's done a movie with Woody Allen, which mm. was good. I, I liked it. Mm. He's talking to Larry David about doing a Larry David thing. He's in June. Yeah. I mean, this is like a 27-year-old kid. Yeah, this is He's the, killing it. And he's big... an artist. He's an Wait, artist. Wait, how old is he? 27? He is not. No. No. Celebrity age. Celebrity, Celebrity age. age worth. How much are they old? Age. 
Let's guess his age. What's your I guess? I feel like you gave me nothing for that. I thought that was very good. Oh, what'd you say? I think I was thinking about How much are they old? Okay, it doesn't. It wasn't worth it. You it kind of flipped going... it on its head. Yeah. You kind of, yeah. I've, I was waiting. All right, what's your guess, though? Are we doing age? Yeah. I've, also, I've, sexy I've... name. Timothy Chalamet. And also, Timothy with two Timothy. E's. Are you kidding? Chalamet. I don't know. I feel like he's like 22. Oh, really? All right. Am I looking this up? Yeah, yeah. 25. No. This was the difference. God, okay. Oh, sorry. No, no yeah, right. Uh, Google's wrong. Um, <laughs> no, it's... He's he looks like no, sixteen. 25? He does though. I get it. Yeah, I get it. he looks very boyish. Okay, but so, you know, all boys grow up. <laughs> you had that stitch on a pillow. All boys grow right, up. Timothy, neck worth. Okay, I reckon he's he's still on the low end. He's he's clearly about, I'd say eleven million. What? Yep. No. Yep. He's got to be, he's, he is the hottest ticket in town. He, I, I'm going to go 60 mil. 60, you think he already has $60 million? I think his net worth is 60 mil. Okay. Yeah. Look it up. Tell me. So what was yours? 11. 11. 11. Timothy Chalamet, net worth... 10 million. Yeah, fucking ace. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. We're playing strip that. celebrity net worth, so take your tougher. I will take off. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> have nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, already no. naked from the waist down, so you really have no cards <laughs> left to play. Yeah, I'll take my shorts off. How about that? <laughs> and I actually will take my no, shorts please. Okay, I, I regret this request. Whoa! There Gosh, you go. really endearing yourself to your new <laughs> housemate. Don't lose any more. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Why are they so pink? <laughs> it's actually salmon. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Alrighty. What do you got for me, big guy? Okay. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go a different direction here. John Mulaney. Interesting. John Mulaney. Very well regarded, yes, with Olivia Munn. Um, By the way, can I say something about John Mulaney? I would love it if you said something I about know, JM. About the Lele. I know it seems... <laughs> everyone's everyone's Lele. Lele. Um, I know it seems like he's fine. He's definitely not. I, I don't think anyone has come out of... It, gone into rehab... Gotten divorced, jumped straight into a new relationship, gotten someone pregnant, and is fine. Yeah. He's not fine. No. It's a bit sad. And I'm kind of like I'm on but board with touring. Seth Meyers, like, as a good friend, sort of supporting him, having yeah. him on. He had Olivia Munn on the other day. But I am a bit worried yeah, for him that. still. It's too quick. Yeah. Um, but... I hope it works. But out. I've heard a few comedians that um, have seen him perform in some of the clubs and and working out um, a special, and they say that he's he seems like he's all right, but everyone's just kind of like, Ugh, yeah, we don't want to don't want to go there. Anyway, Malanes, I'm gonna go 
It was on SNL. He's a touring artist. Yeah, does have a drug problem. On Netflix. Yeah, that'll lead into it. Cocaine's a uh, expensive it's a pricey drug. sport. I'm gonna go four mil. Four? No. No, he's Whoa. worth. He's worth fifteen. You want? You think he's higher than Shamalama Bing Bongs? Absolutes. Lele definitely worth more than Lele. Interesting. All right. Is it up to me to look? I'd this like time? to know. You- yeah, I'd like to know your reasoning behind that. Like, I feel like he's, Chamelet... old, he's older, he's held down significant jobs, he's toured the country and sold out shows. I but just... do you reckon the wage is good at SNL? No, but think of... Do you reckon of, it's a million? Well, he did it for many season? years. You, mm, not for him. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, mm. let's look it up. John Mulaney, the network. Average wage on SNL. Oh, six mil. Six mil. You're, you're, you're all close to that time. O for O. No, I got the first one right. Oh, you're saying you that you, you're not right? counting yourself either. You said four. You got six. I'd give that to you. Yeah, I get it. Well, you said like 20 million or something. I know, but you said O for O. I got the first one right. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I just rounded down. Okay. Okay, next. <laughs> next one. Um. Oh, here's one. Here's very in the news a lot lately. Yeah. Britney, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah, remember her? She did a Give Me Babies uh, One More Time. Yeah, yeah. Toxic. And, uh, a fucking banger. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. And well, I'm a lucky girl. She's so lucky. I found Mr. Right. She's lucky, a star. Lucky, lucky, lucky. That's the second time today I've sung that song. Um, wow. That was, one the, that was one of the first songs, first uh, singles Slash albums that I bought on tape, on cassette. With Britney Spears, wow. on cassette. Wow, yeah. Okay. Uh, Britney Spears. This is going to be interesting. She's been a conservatorship, so theoretically, some of that money should have been going in the bank, not disappearing. Should all be accruing to her. But how much of a cut were they I'm taking? Right yeah. Dad. Oh, daddy. Daddy's been a bad boy. Daddy's been taking some of that Ooh. money. Nick, a reminder, I've got my shorts off. Don't make me aroused. <laughs> I reckon she's worth 80 mil. 80 mil? I'm going to go $150 million. Okay. Hit me up. I'm going. I'm swinging big. Yeah. Britney Spears net worth. Well, it doesn't give it to you right away. I have to click a link. That's annoying. I hate clicking links. Um, sorry, I'm actually having to scroll here. Do I need to do it? Just scrolling. Maybe you should do it. Maybe you'll be able to. I mean, I typed in celebrity. I typed in celebrity net worth slash Britney Spears, and nothing. Seventy million. Oh. I said eighty. I I said seventy-five million. No, you didn't. Okay. Eddie, yeah, yeah, that. Yep, that seems that seems about right because that's what I thought. There um, you go. Okay. Should we do one more? Well, yeah, because we I'll get threesies. a second. I'll do. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got one to make it two each. But um, I think if you get this, you still can't win. So it's ultimately futile, like life. <laughs> um, Thanks. T- tying it back into death. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let's get political. Hillary Clinton. 
Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay, well. Um, is she dead? She's not. She's still around. Is she? Yeah. All right. Um, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Lala. Clinton. Um, I mean, well, she made all of those. I mean, the pedophile ring that she's yeah. been operating for many years is lucrative. Yeah. Obviously. Otherwise, why yeah. would you run it? Why would you collect all the baby's blood if you're not going to on-sell it, right? So I'm going to go $250 million. That's exactly what I was thinking. The... I was thinking $250 million. We're so in sync. Really? Yeah. We are so in okay, sync. Okay, here band. we go. I'm going to say 251 I would say two fifty one. We'll see. We'll see how we go. You but read? is it the Clintons? Because well, it's the Clintons. Because they share a bank account, probably. I don't know. I feel like the value and that will come. Bill's up got is all that Epstein we... money. <laughs> we'll just have to come for. Uh, we'll just have to go for the the number that comes up on the screen, right? It's just this is right. this is the science. This is how it works. Oh. 120 mil. 120 mil. Oh, really? You snuck in. Yeah, you snuck in. Uh, yeah, but I wonder if I look up Bill Clinton, what will it say? It's got to be 90% on top of that. 120. So what? Do you reckon they're splitting it or do you reckon they're each worth 120? I reckon, I reckon they've got... It's all the same. To date... Bill and Hillary have earned more than $250 million from speaking engagements, book advances, royalties, investment income, and consulting fees. In recent years, the couple's earned 10 to $30 million per year. Well, that's the thing about being president, is that you don't make... You make, what, five hundred k yeah, uh, a year, unless you're Trump, and then you generously donate it all to charity. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or back to the government. But then after that, then you can make she was charging like well she was charging extraordinary amounts like half a million dollars per speaking event what's yeah so just to give Hillary a talk. released 8 years of income tax returns in 2016 and it showed that in 2014 they made 28 million dollars mostly from speaking fees in 2015 they made 10 yeah. million 6 million of which was speaking fees so i mean think about obama obama is absolutely swimming Dude, like he's making more money now than he was as president. His book went number one. He's plus he's Michelle's got becoming. She's got a number one bestseller. He's they worth. Are he's worth absolutely swimming. He's worth less than the Clintons, seventy million. Obama's yeah, yeah, but he's like twenty he's years younger. younger. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know more celebrities' net worth, then. There are plenty of episodes in which we play this exact game. You'll find them all in the Deep Fort feed, uh, which can be accessed in your podcast player of choice or at deepfort.podbean.com, which has been recently jazzed up. So go check it out if you haven't recently. Uh, We're also on Facebook, but maybe we shouldn't be, or on Twitter if you want a notification of an episode going live. Plus, we've got an Instagram, which is occasionally filled with clips and other bits of information. And our famously uh, catchy jingles are at this SoundCloud. Plus, as always, if you want to contact us, send an email to deepfort at gmail.com, and we will read it out on the show, most likely. Uh, probably. We haven't done a mailbag in a while, but I promise you that we do. And that's the end of that. Michael has continued to piss, but he has his headphones in, so he can hear me say 
that he spilt a little bit and he should probably wipe that up off of the seat because it's a it's a shared space and that's a little bit rude did you do the outro yeah i actually could hear everything i know yeah that's fine um it's funny thank you i um i try to keep it peppy so you've got a story i got a story and boy do i love a story i know you like a story you like it when things happen in my life that i can tell you because not always out there getting the same kind of uh feet on the ground people of interest kind yeah. of stories that you do treading the streets vox pops you know interactions with society yeah. i'm not often out there Thank you. in the same way but i got a story yeah. i got a i got a story and i think it deserves to be shared i can't wait hit me so i i uh, moved in to a new house a few months ago with my boyfriend kc we've been living here by ourselves it's very nice it's an older house different side of town um sort of like a wooden cottagey sort of thing and uh two weeks ago we were getting ready for bed i'd done some washing i'd hung out some washing on like one of those inside washing dryer racks you know like to just put things on a rack and let it dry had some towels yeah. on there we uh, had it in the living room just by our bedroom door and got to bed got into bed just sort of lying there waiting for death and we heard a thump a thump outside just like a little fireworks thump, just a little <laughs> sounded like something hitting the floor and looked at each other and i thought oh what was that that's a bit that's a weird kind of noise and they're trying to listen and see if we could hear anything else couldn't hear anything and hmm. sort of concluded well it sort of sound like if someone had dropped a towel on the floor you know that kind of like the garmenty kind of hitting carpet with a, a bit of a solid thump so probably maybe just brush like a thud or a thump just just like a, a, a little like i might I don't know if this is the right sound, but I'm going to give this a yeah. test. I'm going to drop this book on the carpet. And we'll just see what it sounds like. Okay. That's almost a little bit okay, look a at, little bit harder than I would have thought. Thud. Yeah, just a thud. Just a little bit of a okay. thing. So slightly less, less smaller, hard than yeah. that thud. Sort of, but, you know, you got a vibe, right? And so I listened, couldn't yeah. hear anything else. And, and I sort of thought, well, I wonder if when we walked into the bedroom, we brushed past the clothes rack and just dislodged, you know, like a towel or something. And it very, very slowly got to a point where it was slipping and just fell to the floor and couldn't hear anything else. Alrighty. Okay. That's, that's that. What time was this? Maybe like a 11, 30, 12, you know, okay. listening, couldn't Early. hear anything else and go to bed, get up in the morning. In fact, Casey's out first and he goes, Whoa, come, come look at, look at this. Get out of bed. Uh, dart over into the the living room and look on the the dining table where we have a fruit bowl and the fruit bowl is absolutely massacred there is a banana there which looks like it has been exploded there is shrapnel of rind everywhere bits of banana missing like it looks like i don't know it was hit by like a, a very small missile and we're looking at going like that. Okay. That's an so odd. What else? Did you have bananas? Well, there was, was there just bananas in there, in there at the time. It was just banana. Right. 
So you guys only eat bananas. Well, it just that's where we, like the we keep apples in the fridge. This is At the sort time. of unrelated. Yeah. Sure. So go into the kitchen and look in the kitchen, and we have a green waste bin on the counter, and it's a jar, and there's like an apple core out, and there's coffee grounds on the counter, and this kind of thing. We're like, huh, that's that's interesting. Go into the bathroom. Yeah. There are all these little black pellets on the ground. There's a couple of black pellets in the shower. And in fact, there's like a gross kind of yellowy liquid in the shower as well. We're looking around and thinking, that's that's a, that's not unusual. That looks like shit. And have a look up close. Open up the Google. Yeah, that's rat shit. There's rat oh. shit and rat piss in our shower and a fucking massacred yeah. what does rat shit look like yeah, or what did to, you google yeah. identify identify rodent droppings i think was something like that so you had a hunch that this was a had rodent. a hunch looked around okay thought okay something's got into the fruit something's got into the greens something has crawled around inside the house best guess mice or rat and it's a fucking mm. rat right we're like and, we've we've had okay. a rat we've had a break-in and a, yeah. the burglar has come for our fruit. And that's quite a disconcerting, like, intrusion as well. Because there's, like, piss everywhere. And we're thinking... Sure. So we bananas have a, are expensive. And they are. We have a, a shower cubicle, which is a full glass door, right? And a completely sealed, other than over the top, completely sealed, like, pod. It's not a bath one with, like, a plastic... Um, you know, drag curtain rail sort of style thing. It's like, a, it's its own pod thing. There is shit and piss yep. inside the shower cubicle. And we're thinking, how yeah. did it get in there? Did it come up? So we have like one of those big flat um, drain covers that hide, like that sits on top of a, a moderate sized hole. And the cap was was loose off it because it actually it, it doesn't drain properly if we put the cap on. So we're looking at this kind of I'd say toilet roll size dimension of a of a hole and thinking, did it come up from the fucking drain and then climb over the two meter wall glass door and then get out into the kitchen, rummage around, smell the fruit, fucking go nuts and f- f- you know fuck off again have a shower and then have a shower yeah. and piss everywhere and yeah so we, we called the landlord and the landlord came around we, we deal with a private landlord landlord came around you and called the some... landlord immediately like that night or did you wait till the morning you called so him that, up at so 12 this, this night, so this was the morning so we got up in the morning to discover this so the mm. night before we'd heard the thump and then in the morning we got up and oh, saw all this okay. mess gotcha, right gotcha. so it had been eight hours so we messaged uh-huh. and he came around and no, in fact, we didn't message the landlord at that point. We just we just heard it. We cleaned it up, got rid of the the mess, and sort of thought, well, let's hope that doesn't happen again. The next night, we are at battle stations now. We have shut the door from the kitchen to the living room. No access to the fruit bowl. We've got the green bin stuff out of reach. Um, Nothing here mm-hmm. to tempt. We've put the cap on the shower um, drainage pipe. So, you know, it, hopefully it can't get up there anymore. 
Let's see what happens. Go to bed. 1.30 a.m., Casey nudges me. He says, can you hear that? There is a... Scratchy, scratchy. Scratchy, scratchy. Scratchy, scratchy noise. And I listen, and it's going... Scratch, 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 scratch. And this is like kind of horror movie stuff, right? So we're like, wow. do we go and confront it? Do we go and see what's going on? Do we... Do we talk or, to it? Or is that just giving it what it wants? Do you, are you just opening... If, if it's behind a closed door, why would you go open the door, right? This is, this is horror movie 101. It's a terrible idea. Sure. So... Yeah, at this point, you know it's a rat, and you know that rats We have a sneaking people. suspicion, right? But oh, we, yeah. we haven't seen it in action. Uh-huh. It could be... It still could be a for instance, murderer. A murderer that's dropping rat poo With everywhere. a fetish for bananas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I grab my phone, I, I hit record. Obviously, the police are going to want to see this. And then we absolutely turn on the lights, look in the living room, no sign of anything. Open the door to the kitchen. You look around, it's like, where, where the fuck is this thing? Where is it? It sounds like it's coming from behind the dishwasher. A dishwasher is like oh. built into the cabinets and it's got like a cutlery drawer sort of immediately above it. And we can just like, we're listening, we're hearing. It's like, where's that coming from? And getting a knife and it's fork. like a getting getting a knife and fork. <laughs> um, so we're creeping up to it and looking at it and, and it's like it's definitely in there, but I don't know how there can be anything in there because what's in there is a dishwasher and like a cutlery jaw. So I didn't think there was like other space, but it's definitely somewhere it's in not- that vicinity. Maybe it's in like a wall behind that wall there or stuck in a cavity or something like that. And Casey opens the cutlery jaw very slowly and I'm like don't do it you're gonna die and nothing jumps out or anything and look inside the dishwasher it's a solid dishwasher like there's nothing in there but you can just hear this noise and it stops I'm like oh something there and then just can't see anything or hear anything and there's no mess around so we just go back to bed and I get up the next day and I'm, I'm going to the gym. So I you know, like make some breakfast, stir my, my pre, <laughs> pre-mix into the orange juice, that kind of stuff, go about my business, um, get back. And, oh, in fact, I'm at the gym, I think. And Casey texts and says, it was in the cutlery drawer. And he's got a picture. But you checked the cutlery drawer. Yeah. He's got a picture. They've, bitten the top off the fucking tongs it's eaten plastic tongs it's eaten uh the plastic stirring spoons it's eaten the wooden measuring spoons there is why there is piss on all the cutlery and i think i ate rat piss i definitely ate rat piss because i i was in that cutlery drawer i made breakfast that morning I definitely put rat piss you in ate my it. mouth. I definitely you I put grabbed rat I piss and shit I in your pre workout. I made breakfast and I used cutlery that was covered in piss. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Why was it chewing a fork? I don't know, because rats just eat anything. Rats will eat anything. Even forks. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. I thought rats were smart. Nah. They'll eat anything. So like, What's that? at that I'll point, we called the um, landlord. Landlord came round and put out traps everywhere. Um, 
You know what? I might be wrong. We might have actually told the landlord on the first day and there might have been traps out the first night and there was nothing there. So we heard we heard the um, the scrabbles and things, but there was nothing anywhere. And I think he put some traps in the roof and around the place, but nothing had come of it. So the second night he comes back, he puts bigger fucking traps out everywhere. There's like peanut butter lathered on it because that's apparently what they love to eat. And he also put poison everywhere. And we thought, oh. okay, let's fucking, let's get this guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we had to throw away cutlery. We're washing the entire cutlery drawer, like every item that you have, real pain in the ass. And throwing out food, you know, all this shit, right? It's becoming a bit of a, a headache. Third night, traps are out everywhere. Nothing. Don't hear anything. Don't hear anything. Okay. And that happened to be the last night before we went away. So I was heading off on a road trip. We were both heading off on a road trip for oh, just a couple of nights. That's going to be so unsettling, knowing that you're just leaving, we're leaving, leaving a living creature in your house. Yeah. Heading off for a two-night trip, heading up to Nelson, uh, hung out with friend Sam, who um, you know well oh, from yeah. Melbourne Times. Um, nice little getaway. And our landlord said, oh. But constantly thinking about your rat. And the landlord saying, the whole I'll time. check in over the weekend and I'll see if anything's in the traps, right? Like, I'll keep an eye yeah. on it. So, nice trip. Don't hear anything from the landlord. Assume all is good. Uh, Nelson, for frame of reference, is about five and a half hours drive away. So, top of the South Island. Uh, we did a few days away, spent some time there on the last day and then drove our way back. You know, not not at the end of the world kind of drive, but also like six hours in a car and it's the end of a long weekend, a lot of traffic at the end as you get close to Christchurch. Just getting that little bit sort of tired, you know, you're like, you're ready to be home. You want to unpack your stuff, you know, just relax yeah. at the end of a nice trip. Get home, yeah. go out to the front door and hear this. That's... That's interesting. Was it was the TV on? TV left on? I'll go grab my keys. Do it do it uh, do it again? Do the sound again? Did you leave the sink running? Maybe? Open the door. Our door we go in from the side, it leads into the kitchen. Step into the kitchen. Splash. Stepping Splish. step stepping into water. Look turn and look in the kitchen. Look at the dishwasher. Look at the kitchen sink. There is water firing out from underneath <gasps> the sink. No. The tap was left on. No. Not the tap. There is a that? puddle of water all over the kitchen floor. It's at a slope and it's flooding into the bathroom. There is about probably 10, 10 maybe 15 centimeters deep of water sloshing around in our kitchen and bathroom floor. It's probably been leaking, I'd say, for six to 12 hours. We open up the under sink cupboard where this is coming from and spraying out of a hole underneath there is a hose to the dishwasher. And we're looking at it and we're like, what the fuck? The rat had eaten the water hose. No. The rat had bitten into the water pipe and cut through and it sprayed out for hours. We're stepping into like no. into into serious puddles of water 
in the kitchen and it sprang everywhere it sprang on the electrical sockets it oh, sprang dear. all over our under sink uh supplies like the paper towel and the all of our cleaning stuff oh dear oh no and looking at it, thinking oh fucking hell so oh, grab my. a grab a mop reach under the sink very carefully turn off all the electricals and then reach in yeah. and, and isolate the water, the, the pipe heading to the dishwasher and manage to turn it off. So it's not spraying anymore. Call the landlord. Okay. To his credit, landlord's here in like 45 minutes. Like he comes basically straight over and rips out okay. the dishwasher. The fucking dishwasher pipe has teeth holes in it. Like this rat has gone nuts trying to get at the water and it's just exploded everywhere. And the hypothesis is... If a rat eats rat poison, apparently what happens is they get super thirsty. One of the effects of the poison is they go crazy wild for water. And it was just trying to get a drink and in doing so flooded out our entire kitchen. So we we threw out paper towel, but it also flooded into the bathroom. It killed our scales, like our electric scales. We had to get new scales. Spent the next hour, hour and a bit mopping everything up, uh, like proper water throwing it all into the washing machine clearing out all the stuff from under the sink the dishwasher's getting ripped out and it's all damp and all flooded behind the dishwasher pulling all that out there needs Shit. to be a new pipe replaced for it because that's you know that's how is it this was. all getting replaced by the landy yeah correct yeah so he's he's oh, looking at there and he's having um a little bit of a like oh my god um but we were then without what, a dishwasher. what's the damage what's the uh the, the money i don't think it's like uh, honestly we're pretty brand? lucky if we'd been there the next day i think it would have been significantly worse because it would have been wow. all over the carpet all into the living room and that kind of thing there's yeah, no real shit. drainage in those those wet areas so it would have flooded stuff seriously um right but thankfully not too bad uh, but we probably threw away 50 to 100 bucks so not not crazy not enough oh, to like get food. content of like supplies of the scale of that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what and is your, what's your landlord up for? He... Is he up for a couple of, couple of G's? Mm, I don't know. It depends whether any of that starts to be like mold and damp and that sort of thing. He, he replaced, he's an electrician, so he can replace some of that stuff himself. So he, he got a new pipe and that wouldn't have been too expensive, that sort of thing. But, um, why it's crazy that one rat can cause yeah. so much havoc. Yeah. Like all of the food, all of the cutlery we had to replace, the scales and the cleaning supplies. Yeah, probably about a hundred bucks, I'd say. So not not crazy, Damn. but also like wow. just not what you want to walk into after a trip. Like step into the kitchen and it's like slosh. <laughs> and so yeah, then didn't have a dishwasher for like a few days. You... <laughs> like all of the towels in the when house you... were, had been washed. And so they're sitting like all sprayed out. We don't have a cutlery drawer in the kitchen. There's traps everywhere because we're still laying them to hope you know, if he's coming back, then he'll get sucked into it. Um, like, yeah, haven't seen it since. It seems like the poison got him and it then either like committed suicide by drinking water and being flushed away or something. But so you still haven't find, found haven't found body. a body. No, no, no culprit. He could still be wow. out there growing immune to the, the poison and coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, I mean, I hope he killed. I hope he killed. I hope he died of thirst. I hope he died a horrible, painful death. I hope he got. I hope he got me tooed by another <laughs> rat. This is just cancel culture to, going wild. 
This is this is cancel rat culture. Yeah, but justified. Yeah, I think I hope I hope he this, he I was the he... Harvey Weinstein of rats. It's funny because he's like, he's like just trying to survive. Like yeah. so, if you see it from the rat, if you see it from the rat's perspective, he's just looking for food. He sees a bunch of bananas. He thinks this is amazing. Yeah, and then he goes looking for a tasty beverage to <laughs> to wash it all down with. Yeah. And then what does he get? Rat poison. Yeah. And then once he eats that, he's gone. Well, I need a, I need a nice cold glass of wine. Yeah. This would be delicious. Goes searching for that. Dies of thir- dies of thirst. Yeah. And meanwhile, on the other, if you see it from the human's perspective, you've been on a lovely trip. You're coming home though. You're tired. You're hungry. You're just looking forward to getting back to home base. Yeah. What do you come back to? Noah's Ark. Yeah. What? The flood? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he, he knew what he was doing because he was pissing on everything. You don't need to do that if you're just coming in for a snack. Like, that's... that's that, not, was, that was a power move. That's a power move. And that that's that's a little bit disrespectful. Like, if I'm going to get a Sivlaki, I don't piss in the deep fryer, you know? I mean, I have, but I wouldn't do it ordinarily. No. No. You do it to make a point. It's a it's a hate crime, <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's wow, that's crazy. Good story. Thank you. Yeah, I feel seen. You should feel hurt too, because I heard you, bitch. I heard you. Ugh. Shouldn't do that again. <laughs> I think my my black. My black woman voice is probably my most offensive. Is that not meant my, to be a black my... woman? Yeah, it was. No, okay. that was, well, that, was I think what I might save it. you was the fact that it, it's, it sounds nowhere close <laughs> to it. <laughs> so I think I think no one can reasonably accuse my you. my Russian man. You're so far off that Russian... it's actually not offensive. <laughs> 